Back to the Razor Rowdy podcast, that guys, you're here today with uh, Nikki T, your host, and Mr. Claiborne Myers. Mm-hmm. Claiborne, all the way from Texas. On. Yeah, not much, man. Just another Tuesday here in Texas. It's cold for once, and people have like stopped knowing how to exist. <laughs> here in Pittsburgh, it's always cold, so that's pretty normal for us. Yeah, I think it got down to a whopping 30 degrees outside today, and people freaked out. Like <laughs> people were calling out, like, "Oh my god, I saw an icicle! I'm not coming to work." <laughs> It's funny for us Northerners to hear that because when it's 32 degrees, they're like, yeah, kids still go to school on time. You know, <laughs> dude, yeah. as soon as you like utter freezing, like, oh, it's going to freeze this week, like water bottles sell out on the shelves in the grocery store, like the city starts to shut down. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty funny to, to hear the differences between that and having lived in Pittsburgh pretty much my whole life. Um, you know, it's. It's getting a little bit more where they'll shut stuff down. But when we were kids, they're like, yeah, it's a foot of snow. Two hour delay. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, when I was a kid, I used to walk to school uphill both ways in the like a blinding snowstorm. Yeah. Okay. We didn't do that, but <laughs> they would give us just like a two hour delay because that way we didn't have to make up the day of school. Our teachers loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, damn. It's that time of year. Well, what are we talking about today? So let's get in. I think. What I, I think the best thing for us to talk about is we're getting here to the nitty gritty at the end of the year. And I think one of the things that we talked about is talking about the artists that we think made the biggest strides this year. And in both the, mm-hmm. the mainstream music scene as well as the uh, Texas music scene. And uh, I think that would be a good use of the resources because you were extremely, extremely knowledgeable in the Texas scene and also very knowledgeable in the regular scene. And I am very knowledgeable in the regular scene, but maybe not quite as much as you in the Texas scene. So I think that would be. But you're very knowledgeable about the beer drinking scene. Yeah. Um, I think we both are actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's I've, I've been known to doubt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's start with that. So we'll start, um, let's start with the mainstream country acts, the stuff that isn't considered Texas. And then we'll kind of segue yeah. from there to the Texas and go from there. Works for me, man. So. Uh, if you want to start off with just naming someone that you think in the mainstream scene that has made big strides. Yeah, man, I think uh, kind of starting out, you know, we, you you can't ignore Riley Green. You and I were talking about this, you know, we've we talked about this many, many times, but that that guy has come from, you know, being the the guy that you had in your back pocket to go tell your friends about and say, oh, yeah, check out this new guy I know. And now it's, you know, he's the kind of guy that, is just selling out shows all around the country, doing so many big things. Um, I mean, he he posted that thing on social media yesterday uh, about, hey, you know, I need help picking the last song of my album, and people went nuts. Yeah, yeah I think that's uh, one of the big things with Riley is Riley really, before he had a team, he really learned to embrace social media. And I think that if you're looking in mainstream country and you see trends, that's one of the trends. It's the people 
that are building their fan bases before they get to Nashville or building them once they're in Nashville in different areas. And it's people that are either good at social media or at least get that they have to put a presence towards that. Yeah, man. Um, and I think at least from what I could tell early on, it seems like he's like real kind of in tune with what his fans want and like uses social media as a good way to get in touch with yes. them and just all the right things yeah. that way. And he's a hundred percent. So we did a podcast with Riley and man, he's one of the guys that if you told me that I had to, you know, put my uh, cart behind a horse, that's one of the, the horses that I would have picked. Even like we said, you know, since I started hearing about him two years ago. So it's uh it's cool to see him. Once I start, saw that he got a deal with Big Machine, I was like, man, yeah, he's that's it. He's he's shooting to the moon, just like I thought he should have before. So, yeah, man. I mean, he's got like what what do you think you say is probably one of the big things that sets him apart from everybody else? Since you've already gotten to talk to him and you know we've been to a couple shows. Yeah, man. Like one of the things that I think that well, the reason why I love Texas country is for the authenticity that he had that they have in the music. Right. And I think that's one of the things that sometimes might be lacking in mainstream country. Um, and I think Riley has that in spades. He is exactly what you th- you get from his music. And even though people people complain about him singing about trucks and singing about drinking songs, that's who Riley is. You know, I have nothing against that. If that if you're being true to who you are and that's where you're at and that's who you are, that's it. And the other thing, too, is some of these songs that are about drinking have nothing to do with drinking. If you really listen to the words. And I think in mainstream country radio, that is a ace up the sleeve is being able to sing a song that you would think is about a truck or you would think is about a beer, but is actually about none of those things. Yep. I I definitely agree with you, man. I think, you know, it's like you said, it's so easy to write a song like that, you know, well, you know, me and my buddies in my truck on a Friday. Yeah. You know, you you can write a million of those songs. Everybody's probably got one or two, whether or not they put them out. is a whole nother story, but you know, I think he, he can actually craft a song about, you know, being in a truck or something about a truck and the way, the way that it comes together, it actually kind of puts you somewhere that you can relate to it. It brings you back to a time, even if you wasn't actually in a truck, you know, just the way that he talks about, driving around or having a girl with you or any of the ways that those songs tend to go, it can actually relate and it reminds yeah. you of stuff and whether or not it's directly what that story's about, or if it's, you know, just a reminder of when you had something that to you was that the freedom that that truck was when you were a kid or all the times that you drank all the beers with all your friends and that kind of stuff. So I think that's, it's like you said, it's not actually about that. It's about a whole lot more and the stuff that's, we tie to it than more just, you know, Hey, remember that one time we went to concert and everybody had some beer and then we went home. It's like that, that the collection of all of those elements yeah. is bigger than that. And so he does a good job representing that. In and his I, songs, think I think one of the crazy things now is like, so he had, he had that in, like we said, in spades, he, he was relatable from the start and now he's writing songs with some of the greatest songwriters in current Nashville and working with some of the greatest producers and I think another big part of him is his live show is rocking. Um, have you seen him live yet or not yet? No, I haven't because Riley hasn't come to Texas yet. Riley, if you're listening to this, hit me up. We'll schedule. We'll try and find a get, way to get you here in Texas because I, I don't want to have to go all the way to, uh, no offense to Pittsburgh, to go see Riley Green or anything like that. Just yeah. come, come to Dallas, man. Well, meet, we want you here. Meet you in the middle so of If Nashville. you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> Fine. 
Fine. Yeah. I'll settle for <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, he has that live show figured out. I mean, two lead guitarists like any good Southern rock band has and just killer live show from everyone in their band, which honestly is super important specifically because how a lot of artists are making their money now are through their live shows and through touring. So I think that's another reason. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why he's skyrocketing to the moon. So on, we'll go from there. We'll talk about another artist that star has shined extremely brightly and I mean, this one's kind of a given is Luke Combs, but I wanted to touch mm-hmm. on it because we talked about social media and it talked about building that fan base and kind of bringing that with you. And I think if anybody is a poster child for that in mainstream country radio right now, it, it is Luke Combs. Agreed. I mean, what he got to start pretty much on Vine, right? Yeah. Going out in the good old Vine days. Yeah, man. It's uh, It's one of those things where it's like, you build it however you build it. And if the talent's there and if people are hearing the music, then it's going to work. You know, you get the right people around you and you figure out what your fans want and you give it to them, then it's going to work. And I think Luke Combs is, I I think it's going to be crazy to see the people that come after this, that take what Luke Combs did. And honestly, what Kane Brown did too, fan base wise and say, this is the new way to succeed. Right. And I mean, that'll work until it doesn't. And then there'll be something behind it that works. But I think it's I think it's cool to see that kind of new trend in the industry of and it doesn't have to be there, that kind of music. It doesn't have to be any kind of music. It just has to be of engagement with fans, bringing people and making them die hard fans. You know, Luke has the bootleggers, which is one of the I don't know if you're in fan clubs on like Facebook and stuff. I am. No, not, not so far. Yeah, I am. And I'll tell you that they have one of the absolute most rabid fan bases um, in terms of like Facebook fan club. Right. Which, right. It seems like that's a dying format in terms of Facebook, but mm-hmm. it's still a big resource right now, you know? And mm, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the things where you can kind of gauge an artist too. If you're looking at, and they have those fan clubs and things like that, you can say, are these people into it? How into it are they? You know what I mean? How yep. it, are they just kind of into it and they're into everyone? Or is this like their go-to thing, right? Well, yeah, man. And I, I think also being someone who, or being an artist who interacts with fans so much that it's one of those things that it builds itself. Yeah. So like once you get a few diehard fans or, or you start developing a reputation as someone who, you know, really takes time to appreciate their fans and engage with their fans. Like I think that works wonders for artists. And, you know, we, on the Texas local live stuff, we get to interact with a lot of artists and um, you know, a lot of them say the same things about, you know, the importance of going out and trying to interface with your fans and all that. Cause once you get a, a little bit of a loyal following, they'll tell their friends who tell their friends. And sure enough, you've got a hundred people at your show. And first time you hit 10, it just starts to grow from there. And those fan bases are the ones that, a lot of times start a lot of your buzz. Yes. Yep. And people on social media are a big key to that buzz, right? If they're, if someone knows someone's a big music fan and they're starting to talk about an artist, talk about an artist, talk about an artist, that's a way you can tell that they're seeing that buzz, right? Yep. And Mm -hmm. a lot of that comes from the live show and a lot of it comes from accessibility on the internet for the people that can't get to the live show. Yep. I agree, man. I think that's, it's nowadays, like, like you said, it's kind of been a little bit different watching these guys come up really 
making being the first i think just since i've started paying attention big artists who have made a rags to riches story completely in the eyes of social media yeah like so we're we're you know because it seems like sometimes with nashville or even in texas really you get these artists who were a nobody you know x number of years ago and then they just burst out onto the scene because you know they're someone thought they were a big talent or they've got people behind them or maybe it just took them that long to catch on but you've got luke holmes who really with vine became so popular then put out hurricane then you know put out that ep i think it was and then kind of just exploded from there and now he's like you called him this just superstar yeah he and in, in my opinion can't he can do no wrong right now he, every song he puts out is a number one and it's not because they're yep. not good songs they're great songs but it's also because country music as a fan base they love their guy you know what i mean they want mm-hmm. when yep. someone has their guy everything they put out they're like hell yeah you know this is exactly yeah exactly yeah. and i mean the crazy thing with luke is he had I mean, dude, he wrote all those songs off that first album with Ray Fulcher, who Ray Fulcher is one of the best songwriters in Nashville. And now he gets to write That's with crazy. Ray Fulcher and all the other best songwriters in Nashville. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a crazy thing to see him building that repertoire of songs. And I mean, it's no coincidence that he's on every song, too, and they're all great songs, you know, so you can tell that Luke's a great songwriter as well. Yeah, man, that's I think that's awesome. I think I wonder uh, I, I know they used to tour around quite a bit. I wonder if Riley and Luke have ever written. Something I don't know together. if they I don't know. I know that. Yeah, they did tour. I remember talking to Riley about that a little bit. They were on some shows together for sure. I don't know. That'd be that'd be a song I'd like to hear if they did. <laughs> yeah, man, I was going to say, I wonder what that yeah. sounds like. Just, maybe it'll happen in the future if not. Hmm. But maybe you heard it here yeah. first, folks. <laughs> um, and then. <laughs> So who else you got on your radar, man? So again, like this isn't necessarily just people that we love or people that we think are going to blow up. These are the people that we think have blown up or at least have made huge strides towards mainstream success or success in any kind of region. Um, My third one is Ashley McBride. And Ashley, if you're talking about credibility, she has so much credibility in the music industry. She just got put on the show with George Strait. Uh, whenever Garth Brooks brings up who Garth Brooks wants to freaking, you know, tour with, he always says Ashley McBride, Garth covers, yeah, Garth sure. covers one of her songs, you know what I mean? Live and has it on his live album. Yeah. Okay. So, it's pr- pretty casual rise yeah, to start in there. You know, Eric Church brought her out <laughs> and that's when like internet wise, she exploded. Right. So again, we're talking about internet explosion here, right? Like that was really one of the mm-hmm. catalysts of getting her record deal was Eric Church taking a leap for her and bringing that artist that he loves so much with so much talent and so many good songs to the forefront. And uh, man, it's hmm. it's crazy to see Ashley because I've got to meet and hang out with Ashley a few times now, not you know, extensively, but she's one of the most down to earth, real people that I've ever met. And it's really cool to see her get some of that stardom and to get some of that national claim that I think that she is very deserving of. And I mean, she was on tour with Luke. I'm sure that helped. Now she's going to be playing shows with George Strait, you know, who doesn't play shows. (laughs) She's yeah, exactly. Like you get brought on for that. Like you've got to be. And she is man. And it's uh, it's one of those things too, where it's not every market doesn't get it right. Like every market doesn't get Mm -hmm. 
that Ashley McBride is one of the next big up and coming female singers, but everybody doesn't get George or uh, like everybody didn't get George when he came out. And, and at that point, also, everybody doesn't get Garth when he came out, you know? So it's it's one of those things where if you're talking about albums of the year for me, Ashley McBride's in the top three for sure. So. Yeah. See, that's probably the one that I'm the least familiar with about all these people we talk about. I, I don't think I've ever really sat down to listen to some of her stuff. I will. I certainly will. It's going to happen right, pretty much right as soon as this is over. But I don't think I've ever really. Yeah, taken she's great. And I know stuff. female artists in the genre have trouble both in mainstream country as well as in Texas um, in terms of just getting their due and getting spins <laughs> and getting, uh, you know, mm-hmm. even it's not even necessarily radio's fault. Sometimes it's the, the fans aren't listening to it, which sucks. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard, but she is one of those people that I think has a different take on what it is, but is doing it in the traditional way. And man, she's a badass. Yeah. She's uh if you can see her live cool. and I don't know if she comes to Texas too much either, but you definitely need to do that. She's awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe if all this is really making it seem like people aren't coming to Texas, maybe yeah. I'll actually have to come to Nashville. <laughs> yeah. We'll do We'll do a weekend trip Just maybe, maybe when they're playing down there. <laughs> hey, sounds, it, yeah. it could be in the works, man. It takes a lot to get me outside of Texas, but. So those in my some. head, if we're talking about the biggest, those are the guys. And then like in terms of mainstream success, the, the other one after that is Morgan Wallen. So Morgan mm-hmm. Wallen, I mean, record is very mainstream radio country, but he's extremely blowing up in mainstream radio. Um, I mean, mul- number one songs, you know, getting on big tours. He's one of those guys that if we're talking about just people that shot up this year, that I think he's one of those guys. Um, well, I'll have to look him up. Yeah, he's... I just looked him up on Facebook and he's got a mullet. Yeah. So looks like a pretty cool yeah. dude. Yeah. Morgan brought the mullet back. Now there's a bunch of mullets in Nashville after Morgan started rocking one. Hey man, that's something I can get yeah. behind. And like from there, I think let's segue over to, uh, to Texas country. Yeah, man. Well, I think you probably know who the first one is going to be. He's kind of the, the one on the tip of everyone's tongue as far as someone who's just blowing up right now in the country scene probably bigger than really we've seen someone blow up in Texas in a long time, but you got to hand it to Co yeah. Wetzel, man. He, he puts on this just insane live show with a crazy energy. Um, he's a really good dude. I've got to talk to him a couple of times. Um, and man, I can remember going to see him at like a free acoustic show in this podunk town in the middle of East Texas. We drove an hour and a half out to go yeah. see it. And it was like an acoustic song swap. And he was one of the guys out there playing. And uh, it was actually the first time I heard Austin. He played Austin. I was like, hey, here's a song that I just finished, man. Uh, I haven't played it a couple very many times. So this is back in March of 2017. And he played Austin. It was so <laughs> cool. But nobody listened. I have a video of it on my phone. And like everyone in the bar is talking so loud you almost can't oh, hear wow. the song. Yeah. Because no one knew who it was. And that was it was when he like Noise Complaint had just come out. Or and I was complaining about out for probably six months or so, but February 28, 2017, the year follow-up of the song had just come out and that was a huge party uh, in Stephenville for that. So that, you know, that was when he really started to pick up a lot of speed. Um, and then from there, just straight yeah. to the moon. 
Co. So I, I got lucky enough to see Co. up here in uh, the Pittsburgh area this summer for our Red Dirt Revival Series that um, Y108 sponsored here, which is the local radio station. Um, part of their series, mm-hmm. we have a show called Red Dirt Revival, um, which is played Sunday nights on Y108, which I absolutely love just because it's a little bit different, you know, <laughs> and, it, and it plays a lot of that yeah, cool man. stuff. And so he was up here as one of the openers. And man, yeah, I actually tried to get a podcast with him, but he didn't have enough time to do it. But yeah, big fan, big, big fan. And once you see him live, it was, it was kind of crazy too, to see, because, you know, he's, he was head, he was opening, but he probably had more people there singing the words to his songs than the headliner did, you know, and it's crazy to see that for someone and he's young, right? 23, 24, something like that. Yeah, I think he's somewhere in that area, like that age, man. He's he's down here towards. Well, I'm a lot younger than yeah. you are, but he's not to make you sound I older. Or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he's he's kind of like you know right around the age of me and some of my friends. And I mean, dude, uh, you talk about someone with a you know really avid fan yeah. base, man. He's got people that pretty much every time he has these big big shows, you've got people coming from all over to go see him. Like you said, people are singing all the words and it's, it's crazy, man. It's a big energy live show and something you always got to really appreciate when you go to a show and you, you leave and can't stop smiling. You got all the giggles and yeah. And I think if we're talking about guys and I think we might've talked about this before where it's like, you could see a guy crossing over to mainstream success. He's definitely one of those guys, right? Kind of like how Kojo and Aaron Watson are doing right now. And I think the mm-hmm. Kojo and Aaron Watsons of the world are making it so that it won't be as long of a journey um, before some of the guys behind them can do it because of the deals that they're making and the success that I, I think you're going to see from specifically Kojo here very soon. Yeah, man. I, I haven't really heard much of his new stuff yet, but from what little of it I have heard, it's like, damn, he's kind of, it's like, it's got a, I don't really know how to describe it in the same. Like, it's like he kind of grew up, like now he's got like the big boy yeah. music and like, not that his music was small time by any means. It was great music. I've loved him every time I've seen him live, but just now it's like got so much of, uh, you know, like a finished and really awesome feel to it. And just, the crazy thing about Kojo is that uh, Kojo, <laughs> he had that album done before he got this like radio thing, you know, where he was like getting a major label deal that he went in conjunction with. So that's neat. Huh. Um, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, that's what I, yeah, I heard that somewhere. I hopefully it's right. <laughs> but yeah, they said like you're spreading fake yeah, news. <laughs> maybe, maybe they might bl- ban me from Facebook or something. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, demonetized. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, yeah, so I heard that, and um, he's starting to play markets up here, right? So he just played a venue that I was just at last week, but I didn't get to make it out there for his show um, with one of our guys that we absolutely love in Nashville country, Job Fortner opening for him. And man, I'm a big Job fan. Yeah, dude, Job, hopefully on this podcast next year, we're having this conversation about Job because I think yep. the talent and that he has is insane. And I think that he mm-hmm. can see a rise to fame similar to what we're talking about for these guys. Yeah, man. I, I think uh, on small prediction here, I think we could expect to see some pretty big things from Job in 2019. Yeah, I agree. Um, having seen his live show and listening to the new songs, it's they're awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think he's starting to get a team put together that is going to, you know, project him even further ahead of where he is, you know, in that slow rise 
we'll start to get a little bit faster, you know? Yeah, man. Awesome. But yeah. So yeah, I think, I think one of the things that Kojo is doing too, is he's going to be on the, the road with Justin Moore and actually Riley really? on some of those shows too. Huh. So that's a pretty good tour. Justin Moore, Kojo, Riley. I'd go see it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so that's awesome. So who, from an outsider's perspective, who do you think is someone that's making, you know, big enough waves in, in the Texas scene to be felt across the country? So if we're talking about guys that I think are kind of the crossover success, something like um, that are having some Nashville buzz as well as Texas buzz, I think we could both agree mm-hmm. that that's Mike Ryan. Yep. And um, I agree. I'm a big Mike Ryan fan. Um, he's actually one of the guys that I went to Windy City Smokeout, not this summer, but last summer to see. There was a group of side stage guys that just made that choice for me very easy. And he was one of them. Oh, yeah. And uh, he uh, he actually writes for Seagull uh, Music in Nashville. That's oh, his pub deal. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's his pub deal. And so Seagull, I've made some connections there, and they're all freaking great people over there. And then also, he has, of course, his big Texas scene, which he's huge. And man, his voice is dynamite. Great live show. Um, and it's yeah. funny when I saw him the first time. I know his music, of course, because I'm me. But <laughs> there was people there, and they were almost at that Windy City Smokeout just for the ribs and beer. And we're like, oh, cool, music too. Nice. You know? And we were, <laughs> we were over at the side stage. It was a couple. They're probably in their 20s. And they were like listening to Mike Ryan. And I was over there by myself. My friends were over at the main stage waiting for the other act. I'm like, dude, I'm going to see Mike Ryan. And uh, yeah, yeah I was like, and they were like, man, this guy's really good. How do I not know about him? And I start like telling the the story and telling him who he is and that he's, you know, from Texas and just starting to get some Nashville buzz and, you know, that. And they're like, man, I like him more than half the people we've heard today. And I, that's again from an outsider's perspective someone that doesn't know anything about that music maybe even having said that all things being equal i think his talent is very very large yeah man i i I think you kind of hit the nail on the head he's he's got a lot of things going for him i I saw mike uh i want to say way back in february last year it's been a long time since i've seen him live but um i mean even then it was like right around the time new hometown was getting a lot of radio spins and you know, I was really impressed with him because he had a really great presence on stage. You know, he was getting the crowd into it. He was, you know, he I can't remember what song it was he was playing, but he kept having the crowd sing along and then the crowd finished the song out. It was like the last song he played as the set, man. It was That's cool. Awesome. So I, I think he's he's definitely someone who will continue to do a lot of big things. Yes. You know, I, I don't think I don't know. I haven't heard much about new music coming out from him lately. He might be a good person we have on a podcast, yeah. but um you know, he, he's got to have new music coming out in 2019, I'm sure. And I, I would expect nothing but continued success from him on the way that Absolutely. he's headed. I agree. And I remember the first thing I heard was Girls I Date by him. And I was just like, man, that song is so yeah. catchy and so fun and so perfect. And uh, I've been a big fan since then. Yeah, man. And then you look at songs like When I Drink Beer, like you, you think it'd be like, oh, this song's about drinking beer. Hell yeah. Like I can get behind this. And then he starts playing it and you're like, suddenly like, Man, does does this beer taste like tears to you? Like, it's, like yeah. damn, it hurts. Yep, exactly. And like we said, one of those one of those other guys that can write a song that you know think you think about is one thing, or even on the outside looks like one thing, but can be a totally different thing. 
Yeah, man. I think another song like that to me is putting off, telling me goodbye. Yeah. Like I have blared that song windows down in my truck. And like, it's a song about like his girlfriend basically being just about short of leaving him, yeah. which would, you would think would be a really, really, really sad concept or song to write. But here you've got, I'm sure most of people who listen to it are like just blaring it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. So I think probably on the same token as Mike Ryan, well, someone who is just all of a sudden has come out of nowhere really since mid 2017 and just exploded on the scene. is Flatland Cowboy. Yeah. yeah, man. That's one of my absolute favorite bands coming out of Texas. And one of the bands that when I know someone likes something that's in that similar vein, or if I give them Turnpike Troubadours and they're willing to listen to it, that I give them Flatland Cavalry and it works because it's great music. Yep. Um, I agree. I mean, all their stuff from their EP to their album and then the songs that they've been releasing, I think are just really, really, really high quality music. And uh, again, I think is stuff that relates to multiple people. I mean, of course it has that fiddle driven country, that kind of like red dirt sound, right? Where when you listen to it, you're like, this is red dirt music, you know? I, I agree, man. And, and they have a similar sound to uh, Turnpike, you know, with the, like you said, with the fiddle yep. and, you know, the cadence of a lot of their songs. And to me, and I've said this about Turnpike for years, but I think their music is great for being outside. Yeah. Like when you, you've got Turnpike, you've got Seven and Seven, you've got Long Hot Summer Day, like all these songs that when you listen to them, like it makes you want to like go, you get energetic. You're like, yeah, man, like I need to be outside drinking beer by the pool or going to a festival or driving down the road or being on a boat. Yeah. You know, it's great to be outside with their kind of music. And it's always reminded me of football season. And I think Flatland is kind of sliding right in there with that. Now, you know, stomping grounds is a great song. That it's hard not to break things when you listen to it. Cause you just get so amped. Yeah. But it's funny just too with them, like even tall city blues, which is not a song that is really supposed to be upbeat is fantastic. Yep. Upbeat song. <laughs> Oh man, and it's one of those songs that you scream. Yeah, to. yeah, I love that song. Like, how many times have you just gotten loud as hell to "I hate this town" or "I hate my job"? I hate this town. There ain't nothing to do. Like, oh god, it. man, it just. Oof, that's a great yeah, song. Yeah, and it based on the songs that they've released so far from their new project, it sounds like it's developing a little bit too. So I'm very interested to see that whole project and see how it comes out. Um, they're one of the bands that I think is. Again, like I have a playlist on Spotify called Next in Texas, and uh, th these artists that you're mentioning are all on my Next in Texas <laughs> list. So it's great to know that. I'm hey, man, there's, there's some great talent coming out of Texas. Yeah. I think, you know, it's just, it's like you said, there's all these people who are making all this buzz and crossing over into the mainstream radio uh, sphere that, you know, you can't help but look out for them and enjoy their music and whatever else you want to do. Just, because they're, they're great. Yeah. So I, I think a Next in Texas playlist is definitely a must-have right now because pretty soon these people that you hear about and you know solely associate with Texas country, they're going to be just yes. country. Yeah, and I think the guys, the Kojos of the world and the Aaron Watsons of the world are kicking that door in a little bit so to let these other artists in behind them. Um, and I think it's interesting too, like how you're saying like a lot of radio play. If you don't listen to... Uh, Texas, or if you don't understand how Texas works, Texas has its own radio stations that play Texas country. Um, and there's mainstream country yep. radio stations, of course, down there as well. But there's a big section of 
places that play that music. And if you're not from Texas, it's a little bit of a, a weird thing because there's pockets of music like Texas that doesn't exist most other places in this country. It's mainstream radio in 48 states. And then in two states, it's Texas country. You know what I mean? Pretty, pretty much, man. And it's, it's crazy. And there, there'll be, you go to these, uh, little towns all over Texas, been doing a lot of driving around Texas lately. And, uh, you go in all these little bitty towns and hear about this radio station or that radio station. And you just pop on the radio and they'll have like a lot of places have two yeah. country stations. One is like your mainstream country. And the other one is, you know, Texas country locals. It's the one that has most of the radio shows where they, you know, you have artists come on and a lot of places, those, those stations get more, more listens than the, the yeah. mainstream radio, yeah. which is crazy. Texas people. I mean, it's funny too, like talking to artists, they're like, dude, even Eric church, we did an interview with Eric church's guitarist and we met, they mentioned Texas and mm-hmm. they're like, hard because even eric church which you would think would be embraced by everyone it took them a while for texas to really embrace them yeah man it's weird uh i was talking to someone the other day uh who has spent a fair amount of time you know both in texas and nashville and he said you know a lot of the people in nashville who are part of the establishment you know the, the management companies the booking agencies, the promo companies, they, they won't touch the Texas market right now because it's so hard to break into it that it just to them, it's almost scary, but also, uh, you know, I heard on the other token, they were saying it's the most disorganized thing ever because, you know, you have this Texas versus Nashville court, like coral, but even within Texas, you have like five different regions that frequently (laughs) fight with each other. And so it's like, it's the most disorganized yet, like, grassroots and you know fan base driven uh market it's crazy it's it's a lot of fun you know you can there's an explosion in the scene right now of all these venues that are supporting live music and now i'm in dallas and there's you know five ten country shows a night in dallas and those are just the big ones you can go to you know the mexican restaurant down the street and they'll have someone playing uh acoustic guitar up there playing their set and go to the burger joint next door and there's someone playing a set in there yeah. and it's it's, and crazy. it's it's cool to see that again because like that's one of the things like when we talk about the differences between texas and nashville i say texas is a huge market and there's a ton of incredibly talented people but texas is a big ass state nashville's a city and it's a small city you know what i mean so like the that's one of the things that i think songwriter wise that's great about nashville is that it is really a community and it's like kind of all the people in Nashville that are songwriters like want each other to succeed. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things that I think is really special about Nashville specifically. Yeah, I, I think that's that's really true. And I think that's one thing I would probably one of the main reasons I would actually want to go out to Nashville and see is uh, just the feel of it, you know, because it's it really is like a musician city. So you yeah. you get all these places where these musicians don't mind stepping into the bar for a night playing a set, you know, don't mind doing this and that. And that's probably one of the main drawbacks to the Texas scene is that a lot of times, if you want to see your favorite artist, it's a four hour drive for them to come to your city and play a show. And so yeah. you, you'll get some artists, depending on where they're based, they'll play a show in your city once every couple months. Just, I mean, just like you would with a Nashville artist, but um, whereas when you're in Nashville, you might see some of those people just go to the bar on a Tuesday and yeah. step into a set. 
Yeah. And I mean, out in, you know, a different market, like somewhere like Pittsburgh, it's like yearly. You're like hoping that your art, your favorite artists come through once a year. Um, whereas like in Nashville, you could see them whenever they're in town on Tuesday and they're playing around or they're playing like a charity event or something. So it's definitely, uh, people that live in Nashville are definitely a little spoiled when it comes to that. And oftentimes those shows are five or 10 bucks are free, you know? (laughs) So it's exactly, uh, yeah, a little crazy. That's yeah, that's and that's the kind of stuff that it's really cool to be like, you know, I was grabbing a beer on like a yesterday and, you know, Joe Fortner walked in and just made everybody's face melt in the bar. And then <laughs> Luke Combs came in and the people burst into flames out of sheer excitement. Yeah. Like, it's just that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's a funny story. Like we were down there at Whiskey Jam and it was one of my favorite whiskey jams. And then they're like, oh yeah, uh, Darius Rucker's over at Red Door buying everyone beers. Stop over there and grab a beer. <laughs> uh, public <laughs> service announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Free beers on Darius. You know, just like that's a normal freaking Monday night in Nashville. <laughs> you know, like something crazy yeah. like that happening. Um, yeah, people. Some people call it the stuff of dreams. You call it Monday. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But yeah, let's get back. Let's oh. let's talk about who else do you think there is in Texas in terms of uh Um man, you know, I I'd have to say um I'm going to think about this for a little bit. Uh I I would say kind of right right with uh right with Co, you've got Parker McCollum, man. He's Yeah. He's, you know, touring around Co a lot in Texas. He's um released an album recently, uh probably wrong or not recently, but earlier this year probably wrong. It, it, you know, was received really well. He's got some songs that just lead weights on him. They take you all the way down into the fields. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's getting, enjoying a lot of success in Texas and has, you know, I think started to play a bunch of shows out outside of Texas, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And he's definitely also one of the guys that's been on my radar. And I think voice wise, if you're, li- if you're thinking about a Texas sound, there is a distinct Texas or red dirt sound. And I don't know if he necessarily has that. I think he has more of a mainstream sound voice wise. I'm just talking in voice. Um, yeah. Not talking songwriting and things like that. But so it's yeah, him and, and it seems like him and co are good buddies. Um, you know, they have the song together and then um, from there, it looks like they do some tours and stuff together. And uh, they're both pretty young guys with I think incredibly big features ahead of them. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think, you know, he, he definitely does have a different sound um, relative to other Texas artists. Yeah. I would kind of group him more in a, a you know, a little group closer to Mike Ryan, I think. Yeah. Just a little bit more of that. Uh, I, I wouldn't say a little bit more of that mainstream sound relative to some Texas artists, but, um, you know, I think he's definitely someone to keep in the running. Yeah. Uh, I guess I just thought of this one while I was talking, so I'll, I'll quit talking about Parker, but Shane Smith and the Saints. Yeah, man. dude. Shane Smith was also up here um, on one of our Red Dirt shows, and uh, his live show is like it's the stuff of dreams. It's there's so much energy on that stage when he's playing, and his voice is so distinct and so Shane Smith that it's really cool. Like I had some friends, I got some some tickets, and so I had some of my friends come that didn't necessarily know uh, who Shane Smith was, and they're like, "Who is it, Granger Smith?" I'm like, "No." Shane Smith, just waiting. <laughs> you gonna learn today, yeah. boy. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was cool getting to see them say, "Oh my gosh, that guy was amazing," you know. And what's it? So yeah, what's man. his play like down there? I know he's working on a new project. Is he getting a lot of play with his current project down there, or did he before? 
Yeah, he he's they've been getting spins for a while. I think the first time I saw them was actually back in like 2015, and I had the same experience that everyone I know or have has been with that is now a big Shane fan is had the same same experience. So I was actually going to see Kojo of all people, and Shane Smith and the Saints opened up, and I was like, who? What? And one of the guys that was there at the concert was like, oh, just wait, just wait. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. They got up there and opened with that song Hurricane that he yeah. released on Instagram yesterday. And like, I was like, oh, oh man, these guys are like, these guys are serious. And then, uh, you know, fast forward two years later, we're in Dallas and I, I took a group of like five or six, I think it was six friends. I was the only one there who had even heard of Shane Smith before. Took six friends with me to a Shane Smith show. We're crowded in this little venue called Love and War in Texas, sitting out on the balcony. It was cold. It was February. And uh, all of a sudden, these guys started playing, and everyone was like, holy crap. And these guys actually, they were rocking so hard that the breaker flipped on the stage. (laughs) So all of the lights went out, sound got knocked out and everything. And it was like very early on in the show. And Shane goes, you know, screw it. We're going going acoustic. So he gets up there with – with his fiddle player who is just incredible and they get to the very front of the stage and he goes, everybody in the venue. Cause he's got a real yeah. loud voice. So he yells, he's like, everybody in here, crowd the stage. So everybody gets crowded in the stage and everybody turned their phones off. So uh, they're lighting up the stage with their phones and he just starts singing. And it's, he was so loud, like almost as loud as he was with a <laughs> microphone. And he just kept playing all the, I think he played like four songs. It took him a long time to get the, get the lights yeah. back on, but he sat there and he was like, all right, now we're going to play some new music. And so um, I'm hoping that some of the songs, I can't remember any of the lyrics or the names of them, but I have the videos of them. Maybe they'll get released one day. I don't know. But uh, I'm hoping that they're on his next project because it was just the coolest experience, man. Because he you know, took what was just a everyday country show and made it this really special, intimate moment. And I think uh, they went on to kill the rest of their set and they've got a special kind of talent. Yeah, it's it's cool to hear you tell you that of stories like that because that's the difference between someone that knows what they're doing and has hit the road and has been through everything and someone that would just be like, all right, shut it down. We'll let you know when we come back out. You know what I mean? Like he turned that yep. moment into a chance to make freaking diehard fans instead of a chance to go back and chill and probably smoke some weed for an hour. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, break. It's uh, it's it's cool to hear that, and I think that's the guys that really get it, and the guys that are road warriors, and a lot of those Texas guys are because they can, you know, be all over Texas. Those road warriors really get that, and they take those opportunities and make something special out of it. So that's cool to hear. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I guess we'll we'll kind of wrap up here. One, let's hear about one more Nashville artist. I think this has been real Texas heavy, and I don't want to give everyone the impression that Texans are arrogant because it seems that everyone <laughs> thinks that. <laughs> um, do you have anybody that you think of? Because I think we said all the ones that I have. Ooh, um, I, I think you know, I, I he may have been kind of big, but he's just someone who recently kind of came onto my radar. But I've become a huge Mitchell yeah, Tenpenny. Mitchell's fan. Mitchell's big, and it's uh. For me, it's one of those things where you hear an artist and you hear a voice and you're like, okay, is this going to is this gonna work itself out? Because sometimes it does in mainstream and sometimes it doesn't. It just depends who they have backing them. And Mitchell signed to Riser House, yep. which is uh, Mitchell and Dylan Carmichael are on there. Who Dylan is my dude. He is a, like his album is one of my absolute favorite albums of the year as well. And Mitchell's album is coming out in December. <laughs> and 
uh, Mitchell's voice is undeniable. And if you're talking about his style, he has a style that is clearly his own. Um, doesn't really care what you think. Has a song called Bitches. He And everybody wants to hear it every time he plays. Even though I'm sure no one on his record deal or no one on any radio station wants him to play it. But uh, he's, he's one of those guys that um, just he's who he is. And the mainstream is slanting to the way where he can be who he is in the mainstream now, which is cool to see um, when that pocket opens up a little bit and let some people in that you would think weren't necessarily five years ago, exactly what people would have let into the mainstream. And now he's one of the newest faces. Right. That's great, man. He, he's, you know, I just, and what the little, little that I have listened to him lately, it's just like his voice is crazy. It's like, there's not many others. Really. I can't think of another voice like that out there. It's like, nah, dude, he, uh, he has a lot of Michael Jackson influences and he'll say that as well. Um, if you hear him talk and, Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see his album because I imagine you're going to have a couple different sounds on there. You know what I mean? You're going to have the country, country stuff. You're going to have the stuff that's a little bit of R&B. And I bet you, you have some like straight up R&B stuff on there too, which I think that's just who he is. You know, he has all those musical influences. Um, I think if I remember correctly, hearing his influences, his biggest influences were John Mayer and, Michael Jackson. <laughs> so in terms of like non-country, right? So like, yeah, I think you probably see some of that on, on that new project um, that should be releasing soon. Yeah, sweet. Well, I'll definitely keep a lookout for that, man. I'm excited. Cause you know, I've, I think I've listened to drunk me probably a hundred times in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> Great song. I actually got lucky enough to meet Mitchell um, at a charity event that we were at. Um, he was out in support of his girlfriend, Megan Patrick, who is amazing. If you don't know her, she is one of the females that I think is in the next crop of girls. that's going to light the world on fire. And mm. she has a, a crew of other like minded, similar ish artists that all kind of have their own vibe that I think are the next crop of female stars. Um, Excellent. She's, she's awesome. And uh, we got lucky enough to have Megan actually play our charity event at CMA fest last year. And yep. man, she is a badass. Um, so he uh, he has very good choice in women as well. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Good good for him. But <laughs> man, I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep definitely looking out for that uh that album. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> dude, I think awesome man. That's uh that's probably probably it in terms of like the guys that are successful. Um, I would love to hear what maybe like two or three guys if you have. Um, from the Texas scene that you think are in that next crop of people that we could see maybe next year. Yeah, man. Um, I think Colby Cooper is definitely someone to throw a name out there. Um, he has kind of really come into his own this year. Um, he released some new music, uh, really recently actually. And then kind of his song that put him on the map really was last year. Um, and then, you know, he, he's done really well. He's got a great voice, really smooth. Um, and I think, We'd expect a lot, a lot out of him pretty soon. Um, I think probably another um, is Cody West. Cody's making a lot of waves right now yeah. um, in the scene. He's, you know, he's been a road warrior all over the place. I think I've seen Cody four or five times now, not to <laughs> sound like a fangirl or anything. I just love his music, man. He's got yeah. such a great sound. Um, he's really, uh, 
really got a great group of musicians and he's got a great voice to match. Yeah. And I think they're, they're doing some great stuff. So he's someone I would, uh, definitely put on the map as the next crop of people to really make it. Um, and then Dalton Domino, I don't know if you're familiar Absolutely. with Dalton much. Yep. Um, I love Dalton dude. Uh, his last record. I'm actually so freaking yep. good. Mm, corners, yep. man. And I'm, I'm actually going to a Dalton, a Dalton show on Friday. Nice. Uh, it'll be November. Uh, was that November 16th? Um, really excited to get to go see him I've, I've seen dalton quite a few times now he's he's just great man so i those are some people who i really think in 2019 are going to start making some big moves um i would expect a lot out of them yeah awesome um yeah man what about uh what about any, anything in nashville a- any other people you think are up and coming besides good old job yeah dude i mean there's there's a ton i could go on for days but job for sure um i think laney wilson is a female that if you don't know that name that you will soon um, we in our world know her very well. Um, she has a record deal now. Um, because again, like a lot of the people that I love and don't necessarily have record deals. So when you get a record deal, that gives you like a bigger platform to even get even bigger. Right. So I think them, and then I think if you're talking about people that just maybe don't have a record deal, but probably are on that short list of people that I'm not sure why they don't, I would say Muscadine bloodline. Right. Buzz bigger than almost oh, anyone. Yeah. Um, and if you're talking just straight uh, fans, like they have crazy fans and they have so they have diehard fans, almost like I was saying to the caliber of Riley or to the caliber of Luke Combs. So it's crazy to me that they don't necessarily have a record deal yet. They're there. When I made a list last year of guys that I thought would have record deals, they're like the last one of the list that I was like, this is guaranteed. They're going to have a record deal. So I would put them on that list um, in terms of people that I just think next year could have that huge commercial gain. Um, mm-hmm. and I, could, I could probably list a hundred people that I think could get a record deal next year. But I think if we're talking about someone that I just see is super close, that's probably the closest. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks so much for being here. Um, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, if you guys like the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Also, make sure you subscribe to Texas Local Live, which Claiborne works for. Um, appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. Claiborne, Texas Local Live has been doing good work pushing Texas music down in Texas. And they're starting to branch out to other areas as well. And uh, that's... That's how we have all met is through our, uh, you know, like-mindedness in terms of pushing people that we think are talented to the forefront of music. So, yeah, it's just really an excuse to professionally fangirl. I yeah. mean, what, what more could you ask for? <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, thanks so much. And uh, thanks again, man. Yeah. And guys, if you like this, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. Yep. Go look up our friends, Raised Rowdy on Facebook, Instagram, look at read the podcast man it's lots of, i'm expecting some big things out of these guys so yeah. big thanks to raise rowdy for having me on man it's looking forward to working together in the future man absolutely all right thanks you guys uh this is nikki t and uh we'll see you in the front row Sweet tea, buddy.